Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, Bengals fans. We are back, and the Bengals are back. They're going to be back tomorrow night with the preseason opener. I am Matt Minnick, and old friend of the channel, old friend of the podcast, Zim Huday, joining me today to talk a little Bengals 2022 season. Uh, not only preseason, but 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 2022 season. Zim, how are we doing today? Man, I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you having me on here. I'm so glad you talked to me and and remembered me. I'm 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 very excited, like for real, like because I do a really good job of trying to be like, hey, how's everybody doing? I'm like, man, I haven't talked to Matt in a second, so I'm so appreciative that you reached out and and we and you know I've been following all your stuff and I'm glad to be on here, man. That's great. I mean, hey, you're the you're you're the big time. We're moving on to. You know, moving on to bigger and brighter things over there in Cincinnati. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm glad you didn't forget about me. <laughs> no, nah, I can't. I can't forget about you. This is this is the Barry White of football right here. people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we've got uh, we're live right now uh, on the Orange and Black Insider YouTube station, as well as Cincy Jungle's Facebook uh you've got questions bring them in you know uh we, we were just talking about you know uh i, I like to plan things and have everything to a t but then you know man stuff goes crazy we go off on, on, on tangents and that's all right so uh good to see uh frank randolph dan the man already in the chat who did what's frank what's up dan <laughs> what's going on we back we re- you guys ready for some football we got baltimore playing tonight you know you got a lot of things going on right now you guys ready i'm pumped are Let's you do it? I'm 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 pumped. It looks like these guys are ready to go here too. And uh, so I mean, from the sounds of it, the preseason opener not going to see anybody who's really entrenched in a starting spot. Um, but you know, we're going to see more reps for Dax Hill, who's been taking all of Jesse Bates's free safety rep, reps uh, throughout camp. And it sounds like we're going to see. Uh, Jackson Carmen as well, obviously has some starting experience yes. and is the number one left guard right now. Um, and you know, for the sound of it, you're, you, we're hearing really positive things about him coming out of camp. We're not hearing that Cordell Volson is, you know, breaking any, you know, uh, down any of that ground right now. Uh, Zim, who are you excited, you know, to see that we, we actually think we're going to see tomorrow night? Man, you hit on a lot of these. Uh, 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 it's a lot to unpack just with that. Dax Hill, you know, if if he is the is the new chosen one or whatever coming up, you got to get him. You got. I love throwing guys into the fire and saying what they're made of. It's crazy because I've seen a couple highlight clips here and there. I know a couple people been to camp said he looked pretty good, but we really haven't heard that much stuff for a first round pick. Isn't it like? Isn't it the quietest first round pick that you've ever heard of in your whole entire life? So. To see him in in action, and then 
like just to watch him maybe make like uh, his closing speed. I, I want to see like what is his range at. I want them to test him. I want all of these things to happen. Maybe it doesn't, you know, but I just want to see the guy play. I do want to see Tyson Anderson as well, not just on special teams, because I really liked a lot of different things from him. It was so hard to get his get tape on it. I know that you, you know, you probably looked it up, yeah. but I had somebody send me like different stuff. I mean, it looked like it was uh, recorded on like a, you know, like a VHS on some of this stuff. So I really want to see him like live in action. Volson, I, I I think it's a beautiful thing that your second round pick in Carmen isn't being challenged at, at the level that people maybe wanted it to. I don't know. That's a high draft pick. That's high equity. It's the reason why we were so uh, high, or at least I was really high on, on um, Jamar Chase. I mean, you were you were on that team, you know. So oh yeah, so, oh yeah. <laughs> so so you know, like it was part of the. It goes hand in hand with. Hey, look, there's a guy that we like, or a couple guys that we like in the second round that we feel like we can thrust into action. We won't miss a beat, and and hit for him to come into camp, look motivated. You know, I know the off the field stuff kind of went away or whatever. Got that out the way, and it was no validity to it, at least to you know my knowledge or whatever. So that's good. All sounds, all uh, signs point to good things happening for him, and that's what you want to see from the guy. And the icing on the cake is Volson is a guy. Uh, I don't know uh, if you guys have ever watched Fargo, but like you know, he's got that dip in his mouth, and he, he's just talking that talk. And I, I just don't feel like he's afraid of any moment. And, and I love the, I love the fact that maybe Jackson Carmen, maybe Kappa, get dinged up here and there. I feel like Volson is going to step up and say, "Yeah, I got this." Yeah, I, I love his. Uh his draft day like celebration was in his dad's the 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 business they own they're, they're, they do something where they like salvage railroad cars that have been like off the tracks something crazy like that you know but you see it's like the shop that they were in it was like yeah that's alignment you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you, you need you need a little you need a little oil on your hands. I don't want to be look. Your hands shouldn't look anything like mine. I need grease on your hands. Bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, you know, you hit a couple of things there. I mean, first of all, the the whole like Jackson Carmen, they said right away they're like, we thought this guy was first round pick, you know, right. and and we recently found right. out that there were more things than just the injury that that pushed him out of the first round. More concerns than just that, you know. But in terms of you know on the football field, like. You can see that there were there were some things there. You know, there there was some talent there. I didn't love the pick right away, and and when it was rumored before it happened, and I was like, ooh. And then somebody said guard, and I was like, oh okay, yeah. I could see, like I kind of got mad at myself. I was like, I was like, yeah, no, no. I, I I don't think he has it to take the speed rushes on the edge. Right. Um, but he's pretty good with guys in space. You know, like like when he has like, can find space at guard. So uh, right. I, I'm looking forward to to seeing what he can do. Um, Gavin Huxley has a great question here. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get into this because you got into DBs first, but I want to go back and talk about all these rookie DBs in a minute. So don't let me forget the, that. But Right, right. How I'll, many, I'll, I'll, I won't let you go astray. I got you. And you know all of my DBs. So uh, how many players in the D-line do you think will carry into the regular season and who misses out? This is really interesting to me. I wrote an article about this. I did a film room about the young defensive lineman a few weeks ago. Like, okay. they've got – Look, we we know who the starting four are, and, and it's a good starting four. But they've mm-hmm. got some really talented guys from the last two or three draft classes. You know, Carter, Osai. We've got um, you know, how about Tyler Shelvin? You, know, you know who been looking good? Gunther. Gunther yeah. been look. Gunther been looking good. And I, did you see that interview he had like a day ago? And he was like, "Man, I got a chip on my shoulder. I watched 
251 guys come off the board before me. Like I'm, he's yeah. like ready to kill somebody. I think he's gonna look. I think he's gonna have a preseason performance similar to Osai last year. Like maybe not dominating Tristan worse, but I think he's gonna flash. Like you know, and he, I think people are yeah. gonna get excited about it. He is super quick, and that's what. Uh, He's only like 260, but I honestly think that he could be right. a guy that you put at D tackle on on you know on third and ten, you know, and because I think yes. I think that that's I don't know if he has like the real I don't know if he can beat Tristan Wirth off the edge, you know I don't know if he has that right. kind of burst, you know that kind right. of uh, edge speed, but I think um, you know you line him up on the guard and just let him shoot a gap, or Man, you know you put him in the A gap and let him bam go across the center space something like that. I think he's like super quick in that way. I think that's where he can really stand out and be special. And man, Lou Anarumo is so smart when it comes to figuring out what guys are good at. I mean, right. look at look at how they use Trey Flowers. You know, look at look at the way they, they use some of these guys that that have had some issues in other places. Man, my face looks weird because the light behind me. But, uh, <laughs> but I hate uh, I hate when that happens. Like, that happens in my kitchen here? sometimes. Oh, yeah. uh, but I hate um, when that happens. It doesn't look weird on my end, though. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It looks weird to me, but, uh, but yeah, and it, like you know, and, and Gunter too. Like the Bengals have had this history of going after big schools, but you know, Gunter's a guy not a big school, but like that they took a nothing program that nobody cared about and won like twenty two games in two years or something like that. You know, and and right. got themselves you know ranked and got got it to where people were like, why aren't Listen. these you know, mother, motherfuckers in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So, Listen, one one of my favorite Super Bowl teams of all time, just from a, like, uh, structure standpoint, is the Philadelphia Eagles uh, team. And Doug Peterson, someone gave me the book or whatever. It's one. It's a really good read. But the rotation, the defensive line, absolutely mm. took over a lot of times in these games. I feel like people that are really high on, like, a team like the Bills this season, they are high on it for, like, the glamour portion of it, I think. But the thing that I've been looking at a lot more is their defensive line rotation. I really think it's strong as hell. Like oh, Gregory yeah. Russo and all these guys like that that they could just throw in there. Like that, it's no joke. That Josh Allen might get a lot of headlines, but their D-line is going to carry. I think that the Bengals, though, if they can get production from Gunther in Osai is even 70% of what we think it is, it's scary because some of the stuff that you were just talking about, imagine – offensive lineman going to war with Trey Hendrickson and, and company throughout the whole game. And then all of a sudden here comes this guy coming in on a third down running a hundred miles per hour with that type of quickness. It's, it's such a crazy change of pace. And then, you know, like you just said, Lou is like a mad scientist. So uh, he, he might drop a guy like that back into the flats and, and take, take some of that stuff out of there too. You got a King Davis Gaither who I'm dying to see. I remember his Dolphins game 2020. They sent them off the edge. I, I might put the clip on my Twitter there. It's one of my favorite plays. They line him up almost like in a 3-4 hybrid type of setup or whatever, and he's coming off the edge. He dives like four or five yards, catches the guy in backfield or whatever. Like, I could see Gunther sliding and doing different stuff like that. Then here comes Wire Hubert or whatever. Going back to your piece that you said, do you carry 10 Do you t- carry ten guys? Do you carry nine? Do you carry 11? Where, where are you at with that? And who might be the odd, odd man out? A lot of people have been telling me Hakeem uh, – I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Kareem. And that's my guy. You know, that when I was with Orange and Black, that was one of my, my, one of my first interviews, and I still keep in contact with him. That's my guy. Biggest – one of the biggest play, seven and six Broncos game. Seven – you know, we're both fighting for our playoff lives. Takes the ball right out of Locke's hand and – 
you know, saves the game. That's a big play. Where oh, yeah. are you on your – on, you know, your who's the 10, 11, 9, and who's the guy out? Yeah, I, I mean, th- that's tough for me too because when you talk about Gunter, like I thought – I'm like, yeah, Gunter's going to be tough. Maybe he kind of squeaks in there. I thought he might be the odd man out there. But, you know, I mean, maybe maybe it's Hubert. Uh, you know, Kareem, I feel like – I feel like he's a more complete player than all of the other backup defensive ends. Like I feel like he's he's stronger against the run. Like he's a he's a more solid, complete player. Whereas I feel like Hubert Osai, very good pass rushers that can do some other things. Especially I think I feel like Hubert can move around. I feel like he's got like a little bit of like Sam Hubbard in him. Um, and you know and that's not just that's not just complexion, but you know like like you can move the guy around a little bit. Um, so I I, I don't know because I think Kareem is more complete. I think he's less sexy. You know, I don't. I don't think he's he's not as sexy. But when you talk about the undersized Gunther, here's a guy. I don't know if y'all remember like what he, Kareem looked like coming into the league, and then looking at him now, like you know, night and day. It's, that's he's a lot bigger than what you know than I than I remember him coming in as a rookie too. So you talk about like being a pro, mm-hmm. being uh, uh, getting your body to the right. Uh, you know, the, the right weight that you need to be at to take on a lot of these guys pounding inside if you are going to slide inside, you know. So, like, he has the ability to do that along with Cam Sample. And I guess we, we got to see, does the staff value that? Or does Gunther just come out there? What was the dude last preseason that everybody was getting hype about? Osai goes down. Then What was the kid that came Oh, in? what was his name? And he was going, and everybody's like, "Yeah, let's go." And then he started probably week one or two, and just straight up got fl- like, "Yeah, he could run off the edge." But that, like, who was that dude? Oh man, I'm blanking on somebody's. But but but, but imagine, but imagine <laughs> Gunther having a, a preseason. Somebody in the comments, like, I don't, I don't, I wish I had a prize I can give. Somebody tell me who that guy is, because he was like killing. He was killing. It wasn't yeah. Wyatt Ray. It was um Wyatt Ray who came. No, later. no, it was a, it was a, it was a UDFA. It was a, it was an undrafted rookie. Yes. Ah, who the hell was it? A lot of his, a lot of I know his measurements. That white rare, yeah. Somebody young. Hodge, Hodge, Hodge. Abdul Hodge, right? Yeah, Hodge. <laughs> so he gets, he comes out there, has the, you know, all this stuff. We're like high on him. He comes out there week one and gets blank. <laughs> and then we, I don't know, if we ever yeah. heard from him ever again, right? Like, how, like, uh, where is he? Like, he he went to the go? practice squad and somebody swiped him up, and, and people okay. got mad when, when he got swiped up the practice squad too, but. Um, he, he might have started two games. Somebody could probably correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, Darius, I thought it was Darius. Abdul for some reason. Who, Abdul nah, Hodge is somebody. I just he knew Hodge. linebacker in the '90s or something like that. I don't know. Um, oh. <laughs> like I, I have so many old old football names in my head. It's ridiculous. But um, or some guy I recruited from Connecticut. I don't know. You, know. you, you still <laughs> hold on, hold on. You still dodge my question. How many guys are are they carrying? And who is the odd man out? Stop telling. Stop trying to dodge around it from the people. All right, give them, all right. All right. You know what? Give them the hot take. Give them the and hot stuff, man. Somebody says sample, and I don't think it's sample because I think sample. I don't think it's sample. Is right there in the mix with with Zach Carter to be like a pass rush three technique. I think it's Tupo. It hurts, but I think it's Tupo because I think Shelvin can do enough. I think Shelvin will step up, and I think Shelvin takes over that spot. Tupo? I think it might be Tupo, and then then you got to be able to put Sample in in some of those run situations when they're when they're when they're going heavy. Um, 
That's but, a risky proposition. Yeah, that's my that, that's my thought right now. Because now, because now you honestly, because I'm in love with all the young guys. You know what I mean? Like I want to keep all these young guys as many as I, I can. I, you you talk about unsexy. Tupac is the most unsexiest one out of them all. Mm-hmm. But I almost look at him like he's the immediate backup to Rita. I don't look at Shelvin like he's that. Like, have you seen enough from Shelvin to make you feel like that's the next beef behind no, Rita? But here's the thing: look at the look at what they did with the offensive line last year. You know, like Michael Jordan probably should have been the backup guard. You know right. what I mean? Like he was the he was probably right. the like I know I understand right. why we all hate him, but you know, like Michael, right. like he probably should have. You know, like there were some other guys around. What did they do? They went out and they their entire second string was like rookies and second year guys. Like they they went young and they went went for the potential. So I, I that's that's how I kind of see it. Like maybe they're doing that with the D line this year. They they really loaded it up. I think if these guys step up, maybe maybe they take that. And honestly, like is Tupo a guy you can stash? You know, like with, with what they let you do on the on the practice squad now. Well, now if I remember in the off season, I don't know the stipulations of his contract. Like I don't know if that ha- that has anything to do with it. You know, like you know his contract in the off season, he signed. But I guess once you put them on a practice squad, like, I don't know if that's non-exclusive or, you know, like if you like somebody would have to school me on that portion of it. But I do remember like him getting a, a separate contract that I think protects him. I'm not. Oh, sure. OK, OK. I am. I am unaware of that, but I'll, but I'll, but I'll buy it. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's going to be tough because I mean, at first I was thinking like people were people were kind of high on Gunter and I was like, yeah, man, it's going to be tough for him. Um but yeah, now with now with with him showing, uh, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing Kareem go. I mean, it, Hubert could go too. You know, uh, we'll see. I mean, I I, I think if, wood, if, but, if know, it was me, I to decide things too. I I think yeah, I think I think they carry ten most weeks. I think Hubert will be the one guy out. That's who I think. Yeah, that that's what I was gonna say. I think I feel like his road to get to where he wants to go is a lot. It's a it's a lot steeper of a climb than some of these other guys. I mean, like Gunther's the fresh pick, um, and I just don't think you could stash him right now. I think you could stash you could stash uh, uh, Wyatt because of there literally being no tape from last year because he was injured the whole season, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like you could get away with that. Like that would be the guy. I just just. Quick, quick plug. We interviewed Chidobe Awuzie yesterday, me and my partner Ace, who you I hope you remember as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Ace interviewed uh, Cheeto yesterday, a really, really good interview on Cincinnati pod or whatever. But uh, he told me off air, though, we were just talking. We don't really talk football that much. I almost feel funny talking football with, like, a lot of football guys sometimes. Like, guys actually on the team, I always think they're going to look at me and be like, what the hell can you tell me? I'm, I'm actually out there. But anyway. He was telling me, he said, man, somebody said something about, like, man, you're having a really good camp. He was like, no, up front, they're really doing, you know, like, they're they're making me, they're making my job a lot easier. So mm-hmm. that is one of the things that I think is, is going to be a major strength. Uh, there's a lot of good reports, you know, coming out of there. You know, part of that is, you know, I get it. You know, Joe isn't back there throwing it. But I feel like Allen's giving them good looks, though. I feel like Allen's extending, doing some of the Joe-like stuff just to get people to looks and in in the defense has been holding serve, bro. There was a great clip of him uh uh 
taking a fade ball away from from Chase the other day. Not a lot of people can do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it, it, I'm, it, I'm showing it, it. I showed it to him live on the uh, on the um, on the on the on the interview because mm-hmm. he's like at Paul Brown. They're having like ping pong wars, like back and forth every day now. Like they are going at it. At, like with yeah. the players or whatever. It's like Cheeto, yeah. Tyler Boyd, and them are like at the top big time championship tournament going on. But we, I was showing them that. Somebody was playing. Marcus Belly was playing ping pong in the back end on the on the interview. It's on the interview, but uh, in the back of it, and I'm showing him the clip of it, and I'm like, "Man, like, uh, what do you think of that?" I mean, he was like, "Yeah, I was there," you know. Like, he's not really. I feel like they're going at it so hard on the field now that it's not really, you know, like it's starting to become like, yeah, like I'm that guy now, and I'm CB one in the confidence. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like if I talk to him, sometimes he's just like, "Yeah, everything went smooth." Like I don't, I don't think he's getting too high, too low on anything. I feel like Eli had a great day yesterday. Eli went four out of five reps on that same uh, uh, fade one on one that they were doing with Chase too. So yeah. Eli had a, a brilliant day yesterday too. So like I feel like the guys are like really, really getting a lot of cohesion going. Yeah, I mean, and and you see they're going up against the Migos, you know, they're going up against the best unit uh, there is. And I mean, this is, so this is a great transition here and, and let's start. I mean, you know, she is a great example of, of the Bengals being able to find a guy, you know, in Eli too, find a guy, use him right, make the most out of him, you know, but now they went and they really attacked that position. Depth has been an issue there for years. You know, I, I think honestly, a lot of the heat that Lou took, uh, you know, a couple of years ago was, they didn't have they didn't have anybody like like um oh my wow I already lost his name but the guy that never played who was also on your show um who <laughs> Trey Wayne's yes yes he um, wasn't I never I never had him no nope Mm-mm. where did I see I, him because he was talking about the his outdoor his outdoor around I, I, maybe, I, I, you know what maybe I, it was the puppets I, I thought it was you guys maybe it was the, it was the puppets that had him I, I, ne- I never I never even attempted to talk to him like I okay. just felt like I, I didn't even feel like I could talk to him about Some, anything somebody got him right away and he was for real? He, was, he was plugging his outdoor store um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I, I never okay. got. I, I, I thought. It was don't you hate it when you talk to like an outside fan that doesn't honestly know like our story or our all season stuff, and then they'd be like, "Yeah, I mean, you guys got Eli Apple," and I'd be like, "Yeah, we do, but we also really had Trey Wayne's, and yeah. we were missing our starting corner, and, and then you start talking about the Super Bowl, you know? Because I think Bengals fans are a little bit more like hardier, and we're just yeah. like more tough skin. It's just like. The average fan that I run into online will be like, "Yeah, well, we lost because we didn't have Riley Reef and we didn't and, and go through." I, th- I think the yeah. most common Bengals fan for all these years, it's like we harden our skills by just saying, "Like, <laughs> yeah, Mike Brown's cheap," and we, you know, like <laughs> doing all yeah, of yeah. that so much that you know, by the time we got to the Super Bowl, we was like, "Yeah, we lost," and, and yeah, we hate the call on third down, and yeah, we hate the fact that P Ryan was in the game and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we're not giving excuses on like. Yeah, we should have had Trey Wayne's and stuff like we weren't really as healthy as everybody would like us to be. But no, Trey no, Wayne's yeah, is a, is a like big, is great injury luck. It's like, bro, well, that gave okay, bro thirty one okay, million. Just didn't get hurt. Great, but you know, <laughs> bro, if Burrow doesn't, you know, and I'm at the game, so I don't even know he's hurt. Like anybody that's there at the game, I hmm. I challenged them. Like I I saw him kind of slowly coming off the field. I it wasn't until like two days I got home and I'm like people or somebody was texting me. It was like, man, is Burrow okay? I'm like, what? 
Like, I, if you're yeah. at the game, you don't even know that he's got hurt because he goes to the sideline, Rams get the ball, and then, you know, Burrow comes back, you know, but that, remember that's a long drive because all the penalty and all that stuff like that, he comes back and I'm not even thinking about that. But then later on, you're like watching them limp and stuff. I'm like, sheesh, that was bad. And yeah. um, I, I, I was just going to say, this guy, Trey Waynes, took $31 million from the Bengals in, the, in, in two years, mm-hmm. never played. Imagine if we got to the Super Bowl with that. Imagine if they could have took that same $31 million and got like, you know, anybody, like a, off, another offensive line, another uh, interior three-tech or something. You'd probably have a Super Bowl championship just off of that. Or, or a left guard, you know, <laughs> or right, right or guard. left guard, <laughs> or a left guard. Like you yeah. could have had a lot of different things if you really, if you really look at that last year's team. And I don't think people, yeah, get, really give, give us our credit on that, on that part give, of it. It's like give Joe Thune that money, you know, see what, see what he can do. But Joe Thune. Um, Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge—that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, now we look at this and, and like, the defensive backfield was already really good last year. You know, like, both those corners ste- stepping up. I mean, Eli Eli played very well all year, yes. uh, all year wrong. And, and again, you have to give this coaching staff credit for the way they brought in guys who, who have had issues in different places and have, and have managed to really understand their game and to get the most out of those guys. But now they go out, they trade out for Cam Taylor-Britt, uh, who – Again, now it sounds like he's not really pushing Eli that much. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow night. That's definitely got to look for tomorrow night. Um, you know, and and then you've got we already mentioned Dax Hill and Tyson Anderson. You know, I'm with you on Anderson. Like I I I did not feel satisfied with the film that I broke down on him. And I wrote a film room piece. And I did my best on it, but it, it like, still it's like man, you see the you see the skills, you see the speed. They use him in a lot of different ways, but you're like. And, and he's like brilliant too. He's high school valedictorian. Yeah, right. He yeah. played um like 900 special team snaps in his career or something because he played five years. Right. Um, like, like I, so- I think he, I think he goes crazy for us in special teams. Like, oh, like I'm sure he does. Like, yeah. I, I think he's gonna go crazy this year. Like, I think he's gonna be like the guy. Like, say Stanley Morgan beats out or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. he's the new. You know, I I don't know. Like, I, I feel like there's so many guys and so much depth. That special team should take a leap forward. How about Drew Christman? I'm 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 not trying to like switch, but what about that? Like, what if he can hold? It, this is one thing I want everybody to look at. If we go to the game, uh, I don't care who's kicking the football, whatever. If this guy doesn't mess up any holds 
which is a under like people aren't yes. talking about that portion of it. If he doesn't fumble the bag on any of those holds and he comes out clean, we have a new punter here in Cincinnati as well. Like I think he clearly I think he clears Huber. Any punt I've seen in any highlight or anything that anyone showed me, he's absolutely booming. So like it's not a it's not a question of who's punting better. It's like can he hold for for Evan McPherson and yeah, never make I, a mistake. I, I mean honestly like that's the that's the big thing about it because like yeah there's some games he didn't even see Huber, you know, except Holden. <laughs> you know, like so uh so that, that yeah, yeah, that is definitely the big thing, underrated thing there. I mean, I we haven't heard much about it, but I feel like that like the long snapper they brought in, like you heard a lot about this guy, like way more than we should have heard about a long snapper. Um and, and like Clark Harris could be a tough guy, but you know, uh tough guy to knock off. But man, th- this could be the guy. Um, you know, maybe he maybe he's like Chris, maybe maybe uh Cushman, excuse me. Maybe he sticks around in the practice squad for a year or something, but could be some changes coming there to, to some of those veterans. And yeah, I mean, if both of those guys are gone, how much does the average age of the team drop? <laughs> right. Bro, like, I mean, what are we like, the fifth or sixth youngest team now? We probably go to like second in both of those. I'm going to tell you one thing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that make you sick to your stomach. If they were to drop, Clark, if, if Clark Harris were to get, you know, kicked off with it, I think a team like in our division would just be like, bro, he's, he's, he snapped so good in his division for this long. Like, mm-hmm. let's get him. And mm-hmm. I think they would just say, all right, give me Clark Harris. Like, and you might see him win another uniform with somebody you hate. I think he would just continue to just snap and be solid and never make a mistake. It, it's a, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's tough skill set. You know what I mean? Like, I would. <laughs> I know the Steelers guys, drafted, yeah. remember the Steelers drafted a long snapper two, like two years ago. I don't know what other guys are like really looking like, but if I'm in division and I watched this dude for the last decade, mm-hmm. never, never fumble, you know, like never yeah. squander any any snap. I'm like, yeah, give me that guy. Like that's what they do to our <laughs> that's what they do to our players anyway. They just wait for us to like you know their skills mm-hmm. to diminish a little bit and they just pick them all up. So that's something to look for. But I, I mean, uh, another dude too, Zach Carter. You know, yeah. That if, if you were to ask me what is the only hole on the team right now, I don't consider them losing Ogan Joby a hole. It's just something or a variable of unknown that I don't know. Because every mm-hmm. single element of this team, I do know. I do know what I can get from Jackson Carmen if healthy. Um, I do know. I think I know his ceiling. I think I know where he's at. And it's a bit of a variable at left guard because we just haven't seen enough of it, right? But yeah. losing your, your your starting, you know, three tech and Ogan Joby, and then replacing it with Zach Carter, who I think is probably the most productive three tech in the SEC this past season. I think he had like seven sacks with the Gators. Uh, some of his you talk about tape, murderous stuff. Like like I mean stuff that that that, that drive coordinators like that that give them hard ons at night. Like this dude is yeah. is, is serious business. But I, I, put, I posted a clip on on uh, on Twitter if. Evan Neal trying to reach block him, and he's just like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> Get out. But but it is the North, and he is a little bit undersized. At I know when he, uh, I, I think it was two eighty or something. I don't know at what point that was. I don't mm. know where he probably get to where. He, I, I think he needs to be two ninety something if it were me. Uh, but I don't. Uh, I don't know yeah. where he's at in that part. But to expect like he's got to have impactful snaps like year one, and mm. if he doesn't. Then you got to get creative with sample uh, inside. You got to get creative. That's where I say like the two pile part of it. I'm like at least on fir- first and second downs. 
I know I got a solid guy that I I, I think will play mistake free. Uh, if I'm going against a predominantly run team, I feel like I'm straight. But Zach Carter, if he can give me anything in the run game and then give me like a couple pressures, like give me 10 snaps that I do early in the seat, like week one, week two. And if he gives me like some impactful plays, I'll say, yeah, let's go. But if not, you're going to be trying to figure that part out. And that is the one thing, you know, that I grab on when people send me that the Bengals are going to, you know, like drop down. I'm like, no, it, all these guys are going to get better. Jamar's going to light up your world. He's going to make you sick. We're going to kill you. We're going to come. You're going to come to pay core and you're going to pay. We're going to, we're going to tax all your DBs and I'm going to destroy your team. Like I'm going to talk all my trash, but at the same time, I do know that that is a variable that I'm inviting into harm's way because we don't know what we're getting from, from the three tech position. And, and also I'm always I'm always be looking at Zach, but those are the two very like the, the the more tangible things that I can grab and say, hey, look, this is something that I don't feel as confident in. Yeah, I mean, and, and how does I mean, uh, yeah, how, how do all those guys fit in? Like I said, I think it's it's a very young group. I think there's a lot of different ways you could do it. I I do think like going back and watching games last year, like I I think you were really start, starting to see sample kind of turn a corner and step up and, and they, they did use him a lot of different ways. Um, so I think, I think we're underrating what his role could be um, in that type of mix. And, and, and that would have to be a thing where they didn't feel really good about him and Carter. If I'm right about the Tupo thing, which, you know, that, you know, again, you, you asked for a take, you asked for a bold take. Hey, look, went out there. I, <laughs> hey, look if one, if the one of the young guys do it, I'm, shoot, I'm all for it. Like, let's go. Like, you know, I, I want that. I want the young guns to come out there and play because I, I feel like that just keeps my window even, you know, more open. So I'm all for it. Danny, man, I wonder what position groups we're looking at. I mean, I, I think, I think we're both probably mostly focused on the D line on the, on the defensive side, you know, after this right. part of the conversation, I definitely I mean, want to see Dax what, Hill and what he's doing. Can, all you, can you imagine can Taylor break getting a pick six though? You know what that would be like? What do you think the fans would do against like Eli? Would they totally turn on? Cause I feel like right now we're guarding <laughs> Eli. Everybody's like, he's trash. He's trash. And, every, and then all the Bengals are like, no, back off of him. This is our guy. Eli straight. Don't touch him. Can Taylor break get a pick six. They go like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about yeah, this yeah. guy. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, Super I, I athletic. I, I, I hope Super. We, I hope we let it play out. You know what I mean? Because because Eli doesn't deserve that. Uh, right. Eli's a huge part of that that run. Man, that internet game. pressure is so crazy, though. Internet pressure will have you thinking somebody without even seeing them. People just start to form these crazy opinions. Like, man, I was talking. To, look, I had an interview with Maurice Jones Drew. Uh, yesterday, this is a guy on NFL Network. This is going to air tomorrow. Oh, no, it's going to air tonight. <laughs> it's going to air tonight. You know, in the interview, he said, like, Eli was getting, um, he was like, man, Eli was getting, uh, I don't want to misquote it, but, like, abused all year. I was like, what? What game? Like, what game was this? <laughs> you know, like, and so, but it's just, it's a thing. Yeah. If he, you he, are Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Uh-huh. He was getting abused by Twitter uh, on Twitter right. by, by Giants and, and, and Saints fans. Yeah. All all the salty New York Giants fans, all the salty Saints fan, has spewed all their hate online. Then you got all these memes and all these things. Before you know it, if think about it, if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, there was one primetime game last year. When would you even have seen them? Mm-hmm. And, and think about how many people have an opinion of your team and they never seen them. When have you seen them in the Super Bowl? 
the playoffs, maybe some people chose to not even watch half those playoff games, like especially like the Titans game. That's not like a hot, sexy game at the time. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they didn't see any of your games, but yet they'll go online and tell you everything about your team. But they never seen they think that the Bengals had like some high flying offense. No, they were super inconsistent and they would make big plays at the in the halves and they probably and it ended up being the seventh ranked offense in football. They weren't like amazing. Like the, the, yeah. this wasn't the greatest show yeah. on turf. Jamar Chase had 120 targets. The, to put that in perspective, Deontay Johnson had 169 targets and ended up with 500 less uh, yards than Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase took 81 passes while we I was screaming at my TV set every single week of my life, like, get this guy the ball. Give him an end around. Throw a smoke screen. He took 81 targets and lit the league on fire. And people think that, oh, yeah, you guys, Joe Burrow was just throwing it to Jamar Chase and you guys wouldn't be anything. Like, no, he didn't throw it to him enough. He went to the Super Bowl, cooked up Jalen Ramsey, and only got five targets. Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> like, like nobody knows about the Bengals except Bengals fans. I'm convinced, and, bro. And, I mean, and honestly, part of that comes back to the one thing that people do know about the Bengals was the throws that they had on the offensive line last year. And now, like that's the that's the thing is they they have all this potential. Like people don't realize what they did offensively last year, and you know how good they they could be with those guys. <laughs> But they weren't yet. And, you know, like on top of what the pass game can be with, with improved play on the offensive line, you throw Mixon in there too. So, like, you've got all this talent there. And and we can talk about Mixon. I think I think that's the obvious one. I think, you, you know, like you look at that and you say, man, they, they did all this the all line. They're changing the, the attitude, the demeanor, the glass eaters, right? right. And we're going to give Mixon <laughs> the ball. And right. I really think – TB might be the one that really, really cashes in on this. Like, I for sure. I, you, you know I, what I, people tell like, me? It, like, it's hard to say he's the top receiver. You know, who's right, going right, to say that? Right. But, but honestly, like, he he might be the. It might be you, Chase and, and Boyd are the two thousand year receivers look, next you, year. You know, Joe's superpower is that. And when I say Joe, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's superpower. We almost went a whole forty minutes without talking Joe Burrow. <laughs> What? How good is this team? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're not going to get to see him uh, probably all preseason. Well, look, look, look. Joe's superpower is he does not carry, doesn't discriminate. Whoever's open is getting the ball. So Mm -hmm. all one thing that I've heard a lot is people have shown a lot of different stats and metrics and stuff. I got to go pretty soon because I got to go to my show. Yep. But people will show me a bunch of stuff where like, well, he struggles against two high looks. Like show me a lot of quarterbacks after two high looks or whatever. But to your point, that's where Tyler Boyd comes in. Another Mm -hmm. thing that people don't understand is that Joe Burrow still will be getting sacked because he's a renegade psychopath. That does not care. So he will. And he, he, I don't know if you heard his theory on third down and stuff like that. So he's like, yeah, I mean, I'll take sacks and then we'll just punt the ball. It's all about field position and stuff on that, on that note boys uh, interview or whatever. Like he talks about taking sacks and stuff. So he's still going to get sacked. The hope is that he doesn't get sacked as much. And the hope that is if he does get sacked, it's his fault. And we'd be like, why don't you throw it away, Joe? Right. But the yeah. beneficiary, I thought, I do agree with this out boy, but I think mixing, let me give you a stat. Mixon had the worst offensive line production as far as penetration in the National Football League on 52. You hear me, people at home? 
52% of every handoff that he ever got. That's more than half of his handoffs. He was met in the, in the backfield. And with that, he still had 1,300 all-purpose yards. And I bring up all-purpose yards because now in 2022, I mean, you got to give me everything. If, you, if you're going to be a running back in the league, I need to see you catch whatever. 1,300 still was third in the league in rushing yards with that. The guys that they brought in are good pass protectors. But Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, I call him Teddy Football, and Lyle Collins <laughs> all rate out when they're, you know, like when they're doing their thing, all top 10 in run in run blocks in the National Football League. Joe Mixon has played behind the 30th, the 28th, the 26th, the 27th, in this past year, the 24th, with some metrics, 22nd offensive line in football and still had 1,300 yards. And then you just gave him three guys, two of the guys just blocked for Tom Brady going to a Super Bowl. And you mean mm-hmm. to tell me that Joe Mixon isn't going to eat? Ooh. No, I'm with you on that. I'm, uh, no, I, I know that you're with yeah. me, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm hammering it home. I don't care. The Migos could maybe end up with the damn, damn near the same numbers they had last year. Hayden Hurst maybe pushes the 600 to 800, maybe that mm-hmm. Uzama had, right? But mixing, I just feel like they'll get like a 10, 12, 14 point lead, right? Mixing now gets these handoffs and he's wearing guys out. And then on the other side, the defense is now pinning their ears. The pressure's off of Joe. He's out of harm's way, not throwing more than 30 times in a game. That's what a that's what a real juggernaut really looks like. The NFL isn't like college football where you're just blowing guys out, like scoring 40 a, a week. We did that, but it's not like that on a every single you know weekly basis. It's about controlling uh field position, controlling the clock, winning up front, and controlling the game and executing your plays the best of your abilities. If you get a lead and then you put yourself in a favorable position, which I think they'll do a lot more this year, Joe Mixon absolutely will eat. You do you do a weak side a, a, a weak side uh, handoff comeback and you got Lyle Collins running in space, mm-hmm. second down and six, and you and your cornerback's making this like business decisions. He's got to deal with that. Then I come back and I got to throw a pass at that same corner with Jamar Chase. And, yeah, this it, thing is going to exactly. be nasty. There's now you're not dealing with all that. You know that they're too high. Like they got to put another guy in the box because they're getting they're getting the butt kiss on, on the ground. You got one on one matchups. You got Higgins on one side. You got chasing the other. And and that's something that they said during the year. Like Zach Taylor actually came out and said that he's like, you know, like I, I think uh, I think it was Horde. I think Dan Horde asked them, you know, what, what do you think? You know, what is your offensive philosophy? And um, and he, like he, he came out. And he said, hey, like we we want to run the ball. And then when they put an extra guy in the box, we're gonna we're gonna hit it on the outside. Uh, I I think having the extra O line allows you to spread it out and to use more of the inside. I think that's where Tyler Boyd comes in. And yes. another name we haven't mentioned this entire time, who I think could be huge this year, that's where Hayden Hurst comes in. Right. Um, I was I was okay with that 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 you know that signing, but it like the again the word out of camp sounds like he is doing awesome. Man, you know, so, go look at them highlights. Go on, like bro, like the way he's running routes. Like, I don't know, like, when you bring him in line, I do think that you'll lose some, you know, as far as, like, blocking. That CJ was is, a, is a, a, a phenomenal blocker. Like, I think that that part is, like, is going under the radar. I, I really value this blocking. But you, maybe you lose that. But Hayden Hurst, like, have you seen him? Like, he, he'll roll up the damn shirt and run routes. I mean, he's he's got the six-pack, and he's running like a damn wide out. Like, dude is big as hell, and he's running very, very quick. 
and now that guy's one-on-one with a linebacker. I just – I, man, look, I'm telling you, I'm my day is about eliminating variables. There aren't many variables on this team right now. I, I don't know why, like, people aren't talking about this team more. I, I guess it's a good thing. But, Coach, you got to talk to these people about, like, <laughs> I'm telling you, Joe Mixon – he might run for like 4.8 a, a carry this year. He's never had an offensive line like that. Since Joe Mixon is coming to the league, since 2017, there are only four running backs that have more yards than Joe Mixon in the National Football League. And he played behind all of those bad offensive lines. And the kid is only – the kid, he's only 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, this is – this is insane. And we didn't even get to the preseason game because now Chris Evans is out there. You know, like yeah. there's, oh, yeah. there, there's so much. <laughs> Matt, I got to go. I got to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Show. You're going to run. Hey, uh, hey, you know, we can do this Jeremy, definitely check out the, the, their podcast as well. But uh, please, uh, yeah, yeah, please switch, check out the Winston Pod. Check them out tonight. Uh, but <laughs> no, yeah, no. Why, finish out Matt's show. Mine's recorded. Check out, finish out with the coach. Listen to the coach first. I'm just a player out here. Listen to coach first. <laughs> Cincinnati pod if you get bored come and check me out I got some really good stuff I got Maurice Jones drew on there tonight uh it's already pre-recorded but it's a really good interview he doesn't think that the Bengals are like some elite force now this is Maurice Jones drew from NFL Network I'm challenging him the whole time I'm like pushing back on a lot of stuff we go over the Super Bowl uh throw his he, how he feels about Logan Wilson's technique. I'm like, the ball's behind him. He's like, no, it's not. It's, it's a little bit of that. He talks <laughs> He talks about him blocking. Now, I don't know if y'all remember Maurice Jones-Drew block on Sean Merriam, one of the greatest running back uh, blocks of all time. Um, he talks about Joe Mixon's pass blocking skills. I feel like it's a big quotable out of that. So there's a lot of good mm-hmm. stuff out of that. Please make sure you continue to support matt check me out and the orange the orange you know the orange and black insider please make sure you support them but check me out to zim Hude on twitter and instagram check it out definitely give them a follow yeah uh lots of great pingos content out there so that's what we get we get we get to cross pollinate we get to work together in this stuff so we're gonna end this thing together we started to see together we're gonna end it together but uh yeah we'll see we'll see the game uh see what goes on out there and some of those guys that are standing out a little deeper on the depth chart in those battles, I'll have a, uh, a film room coming for them next week. So, again, thanks for joining me, Zim. Thanks for joining me, everybody in the chats. Appreciate it. Who day? Who day?